What is going on, guys? How are you doing? I am Derek. You are the baggers. This is the Money in the Bag podcast. I apologize. I usually upload on Wednesdays, but it's been a hectic week here at work, and I am actually recording this for you guys in my car. So I apologize for the dull buzzing that is the air conditioner. It is 84 degrees out. I am out in Springfield, Massachusetts today. Fucking horrible area. Terrible place to be. But for you guys, I will suffer. So today on the show, I want to go over the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, I want to go over Raw, and I want to go over SmackDown. Um, NXT, just real quickly, I'll touch NXT TakeOver, I thought was an excellent show as always, just for the interest of time and for the amount of content that I try to cover. Um, I'm not going to go hugely into that other than the fact that Gargano and Ciampa had a great, great match, I thought. Uh, Lars Sullivan looked good, even though that Aleister Black kick missed by about a mile. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Ricochet had a great match, so that was definitely um, that was very Takeover esque. Like it, it, it very, very much so uh, held up to its name. Quick shout out per usual. Uh, follow me on Twitter at money underscore podcast. You can email me at put the money in the bag podcast at gmail I would like to do a Q and A at some point. I haven't gotten a ton of email responses yet, so I haven't had enough really to put together a full list as we are still bare bones here as a podcast. But I would really appreciate any participation in that. I think it would be a good way to get you guys involved, and you guys can hear more about me and my thoughts, and I can also hear about you and your thoughts, and that would be really cool, and it would be more of an interactive podcast rather than me just blabbing, as I don't have guests on yet, but that may be coming in the near future. Um, Thank you, as always, to Chaz King. You can follow him at RealChazKing on Twitter for that awesome fucking intro. So let's get right into this. Let's, Let's not fuck around, you fuckers. We're already a day late and a dime short, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers beat Gallows and Anderson on the pre-show. It was a pretty quick match. They didn't, weren't given a ton of time, but I love, I love the, uh, the old Good Brothers. It was the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Good Brothers. Brothers versus Brothers. Um, I love Carl Anderson's new gimmick of just having abs. He stole Finn Balor's gimmick. Ooh, burn. Uh, Big Cass and Daniel Bryan opened the, uh, the main card. And uh, the result now, obviously, with Daniel Bryan tapping out Big Cass again, makes a lot more sense now that we know... Um, Big Cass has been released, and I'll touch upon that in a little bit when I go over SmackDown review. But, um, yeah, Daniel Bryan just made him tap. And did he make him tap or did he pin him? Now that I think of it, it, was, it feels like it was a fucking year ago because it's Thursday right now. But either way, Daniel Bryan won decisively uh, to open the show, which got the crowd hot, but no one was really looking forward to this match. And I did appreciate that. It seems like WWE knew that we didn't give a fuck about this match and we didn't give a fuck about, with the, with the exception of... Uh, Seth and Elias, they got a lot of the crappy matches that no one cared about out of the way early. And uh, the two matches I was the most looking forward to, three actually was ended the show, was AJ and Shinsuke, Naya and Ronda, and then obviously the men's money in the bank. And I think that really saved the pay-per-view because we had some kind of crappy, not crappy, but just kind of like TV matches with feuds that had very little build, and uh, I'm glad they got them out of the way. I hope the um, the air blowing isn't isn't super distracting. I'm going to listen to it back, and maybe I can play around with it and take that out. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I do not have the capabilities to do that, but you're going to have to bear with me. Uh, we had Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn in the feud that will never die for some reason. Uh, I thought it was really weird. Uh, well, actually, I guess the feud did die on Raw, but it just felt like it took on fucking forever. But this wasn't the squash match I thought we were going to get, and Sammy plays that role really well. If you guys remember when Braun was really first starting to get his push, uh, Sammy feuded with him and did a great job of looking like he's getting his ass kicked. And I think with Sammy being such a heel now, 
He could have played that up and said, like, I wasn't ready for this fight. Like, you know, like, Kevin Owens eats pins all the time, like, no big deal. And we still take him serious. And Sammy can be that kind of Weasley heel that got his ass kicked because nobody expected him to win. But he got way more offense than in the beginning than I thought he was going to. He eventually got his ass kicked with those stupid delayed suplexes. Um, I wish Bobby Lashley would do the spear more. He did it on Raw, and it was a way cooler finisher for him. Way more devastating. Um, so, yeah. Next, we had Seth versus Elias. Uh, I thought the match started off slow and this is no one's fault other than the fact that seth has been on such fire just having great match great like match after night every every match he's in has been match of the night for fuck now since what wrestlemania he's been just on an absolute tear and even before that that iron man match he had earlier in the year uh the gauntlet match i should say he's been on fire it's been incredible to watch and it's been uh really really cool to see a guy who was on top of the world um come back from injury kind of like stumble no fault of his own but just be kind of lost in the shuffle with no clear direction or character to then come full circle and be rising back up and hopefully be universal champion by the end of the year i would say uh it's pretty exciting and uh dude he could fucking go with the best of him he really is fucking awesome i'm not saying anything that all of you don't already know but i can't compliment the guy enough he's such a just such a complete package he's hot as fuck he looks like jesus christ and i love that i'm not a religious man but goddamn god damn that man uh that man Whew. good thing the ac is on but i thought the match picked up um they had the the one spot where seth landed it like kind of on the apron i guess or outside of the ropes on the apron on his neck good thing he has a, th- a fucking two foot he uh, what what do you think her how the hell does he wear a fucking suit with the neck that he has on him jesus christ but uh he landed right on it um the match ended peculiarly with uh seth rolling up elias or pulling the tights and they ended up doing it again or attempting to on dolph who ended up obviously winning on raw but we'll get to that spoiler and uh that wasn't a very face move from a very very face character so that was strange we'll see if that's a progression what that's going to lead to i kind of feel like dean ambrose is going to come back and help him out next week but we'll see fingers crossed next we had the women's money in the bank match which was by far the best women's money in the bank match we've had i know we've only had well technically three but wwe wants you to forget about the other one but my biggest gripe was that watching this it felt unbelievably choreographed but in the wrong way like it was smooth and almost too smooth where it didn't feel like a fight it felt like a dance where like the spots and stuff where like it was almost overly produced it felt like it was still great and like obviously they're all awesome athletes and it was a great performance the only thing there was a couple miss cues as far as like becky i think happened to her twice or it might have happened to becky and someone else where they were climbing the ladder and no one's around and like they just had to look like idiots like there's really no way to hide that when someone misses their spot and that kind of sucks um but yeah i think it was it was good really good like naomi had some really cool shit going on the only thing that kind of pissed me off was like alexa didn't really do much and then she kind of wins the briefcase and i understand she's great she just won the title but it feels like we're going back to what we just saw you know what I mean? Like, she, she's awesome. A huge Alexa Bliss fan, but I don't know if they did that just for the sake of having her do that. You know what I mean? Because everyone's like, oh, it's going to be Natalia, and we're going to play on that storyline, and it seems like we're not now. So we will have to see with that, but obviously she didn't hold the briefcase for very long, and we'll get to that as well. Man, I hope this blowing noise is not horrible. Uh, next, we had Jinder vs. Roman. And I don't even remember if there was a good match because the crowd shit on it. It was hard for me to get into it. Um... The Singh brother was very, very fun. I always, I think it's Samil, whatever. 
pretending to be hurt was hilarious. He was probably the star of the segment. Roman just won with a spear. Whatever. Uh, Carmelo versus Asuka was next. I thought this was a shit-ass match, man. I don't fucking like Asuka, and I don't fucking like Carmella. I don't get the hype with Asuka. I remember we, um, I went to a NXT house show in Lowell, and she faced um, Dana Brooke, and it was the worst match of the night, and the crowd even shit on it, like... I think it changed like you fucked up this or like it was a terrible match and like I just have never gotten Asuka I don't think she has an exciting presence and especially now with the streak being gone she's just nothing like I, I have no interest in Carmella blows dude she's the wrong kind of annoying like I hate her fucking stupid face and I don't know she just she makes me think I could wrestle you know what I mean like she doesn't do anything in the ring that's exciting she's not interesting I don't know I don't know I just uh, I don't know I don't like dissing people's work because they're professionals and they're obviously immensely talented and they put their life into it, but I just, I don't get it. I don't think this match was impressive at all, actually. And I'm not just going to say that they're good because they're women and that's politically correct. Like, it just wasn't a good match. It wasn't. If they're, if they're going to be put in the same spotlight as the guys and they should be, like, the women's money in the bank match was great. It was great. And there's Charlotte Flair, for example, is better than most of the men on the roster like if you're gonna put them in the same light let's not pretend that they're better than they are like this was not a good match Jinder versus roman was twice the match this was like this was crap ellsworth coming back was funny doing the wink it kind of got spoiled online uh, but it was still funny oscar was like entranced by her mask it was obviously james ellsworth dressed up and the the um commentators didn't even really play up this that she was like mystif- like mystified by it carmella just i think kicked her and Pinder, and that was it. Uh, AJ versus Shinsuke Nakamura was fucking awesome. Probably my favorite match of the night. Um, fucking awesome. It was great. The, the phenomenal forearm to the table was awesome. The running Kinshasa across the tables was awesome. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was creative. I thought it was a fresh stipulation, and two of the best guys in the world going at it, and I hope Shinsuke doesn't fall too far from grace. Looks like he's going to be in the uh, U.S. title picture, which a lot of people saw coming, but I'm perfectly fine with that. I think that'll be great also. Um... Nia versus Ronda. I don't care, man. This match was fun as fucking. This is what I was just touching on. Like, this was a great match. This was awesome. Um, Ronda Rousey is such a fucking specimen, dude. Like, she's ripped out of her mind. Like, she looks so legit and still is in awesome shape. And she's doing great. And I know, I know this was probably really rehearsed, too, but it didn't feel like it. It felt like a big deal. It felt like when Brock Lesnar wrestles. Like, it's a big deal. It's a main event attraction. She sold her ass off. And Alexa cashing in, whether you agree with the her winning the briefcase or not, it protects Alexa... It kind of gives Nia direction, I guess, or I'm not really sure, but it it was good booking to protect everyone, made Alexa look like a slimy heel, got Nia out of the fucking title picture because she shouldn't be in it, and it saves Ronda because it was definitely too early for her to win the title, in my opinion. Uh, The main event was Money in the Bank match, and I just wrote here, sorry if I blow out your headphones. Uh, Kevin Owens died for our sins. You guys saw that spot where he got tossed off the crazy-ass ladder. That was really cool. This felt more of a big clusterfuck train crash, uh, train, yeah, car crash, train wreck, whatever, but not as choreographed as the women's match felt. This felt more like a fight, like Samoa Joe just beating the fuck out of everyone, The Miz being a slime ball, Kevin Owens taking crazy bumps. I think Bobby Roode was in the match, but we can't remember. I think WrestleTalk said that too, like, um, they forgot that he was in the match, and I did too, and I actually picked him to win. Because silly me thought they were going to give it to somebody that could really use it. Unlike Alexa Bliss and unlike Braun Strowman. Uh, He definitely didn't need to win this. He's already like the credible number one contender. No one would say shit if they were just announced that he'd be in the title match. 
uh, for the Universal title. He already beats the fuck out of everyone. He definitely doesn't need it. I guarantee you they were like, you know what would be cool? Bronze music hits when he when he does the surprise cash. Like, that's what's going to be awesome. Hopefully, I have a feeling they're going to do it on Roman. Like, Roman versus Brock, maybe at SummerSlam. That seems to be, like, the direction they're going. But we'll have to wait and see with that. Uh, overall, um, it was a long fucking pay-per-view for me personally. Um, it's hard to gauge it sometimes with it being on Sunday nights because it's, like, not the optimal time to really watch something. But I had fun watching it. I think there was obviously highs and lows, but overall I thought it was a decent show. I'd probably give it, like, a B. Um, the two Money in the Bank matches delivered. Oscar uh, versus... No, Oscar. I'm sorry. Nia versus Ronda definitely delivered, and AJ versus Shin was awesome. So, really, you have four, four matches there that were great. You really can't complain. All right, fuckers, let's get into Raw. So this was the aftermath of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I have to say it does feel like they are kind of wiping wiping the slate clean and kind of resetting ahead of um, of SummerSlam. It seems like a lot of the old shitty storylines that they've been going with and kind of kicking around forever now that they're past. WrestleMania's come and gone, Money in the Bank's come and gone, now it's kind of like a good amount of build time for SummerSlam. It seems like they're going to... Um, hopefully develop some strong stories, but, um, Alexa Bliss kicked off the show, and Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey, it was a big segment, it was awesome, Alexa did the whole, I think she did it after Elimination Chamber, where she thanked everyone, and like, you know, cut this babyface promo about following your dreams, or some bullshit, and then she was like, just kidding, I'm a heel, uh, Kurt Angle was presenting her with the title because she demanded it, whatever. Ronda Rousey came out and kicked the shit out of everybody, which was awesome, and she got suspended. Um, she's probably going to do the Stone Cold thing and come back next week and kick some ass, but she fucked up uh, Alexa Bliss and referees, and then she judo-tossed Kurt Angle and beat the shit out of him with the briefcase, and I love this. It was so silly. Uh, Kurt Angle's the drunk uncle at the cookout that's talking about the glory days, and he is just too funny to watch on TV. Um, Dolph Ziggler answered Seth Rollins' open challenge and beat Seth uh, by rolling him up, kind of like the way Seth won the night before against Elias. Uh, hopefully, maybe Drew will turn on Seth, on, on Dolph, I should say, take the title from him, but they tease that this is going to be the first of many titles that they win, which would be cool if they just collect all the titles. You'd have to think the tag titles, they could win fairly soon. There's not really too much of a legitimate tag team division on Raw. It's a lot of joke, quote-unquote joke teams, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Bobby Roode, who was selling his uh, participation in the match last night, uh, the night before at Money in the Bank, which I don't remember him being in, he beat Kurt Hawkins. Yep. Uh, Braun Strowman came out And I love Braun Strowman I didn't really necessarily agree with the monster in the bank thing And him winning it But if that's the direction they're going I'm on board with it Because uh, I love everything the guy does I thought this promo was flat I don't even think the crowd really loved it Like he paused at one point for like a, ch- like a chant or whatever And it wasn't even that much of like An overwhelming crowd chant Like I don't know It seemed kind of flat He called out Brock It just seems weird because he already seemed like the guy that was going to call out Brock. You you already thought he was going to be in the main event of SummerSlam, so it's just kind of weird. We'll have to see how they handle it, but um, to be fair, they do book him better than anybody as far as creatively and making him look strong, so I I have some faith that they'll do it right, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Kevin came out and wanted to shake these hands. (laughs) Monster in the bank. (laughs) Get it? And uh, Kevin was hilarious. This... It kind of led to like some bullshit backstage, and it ended up being uh, it's going to be Corbin and Kevin Owens versus 
the new best friends of Braun Strowman and Finn Balor for the main event. Uh, another kind of, I don't know, alliance, off-again, on-again relationship. Bailey recruited Sasha, and they faced the Riot Squad. They lost, and then they beat the fuck out of each other in the back. I'm not even going to say anything more about this because WWE doesn't fucking care, and I'm so sick of this stupid fucking storyline, on-again, off-again bullshit. Um, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, the deleter of worlds, beat Heath Slater and Rhino in a pretty quick match, but that was to just get to the fun part, which was the B-team cutting a promo, uh, like a vignette-style promo thing. I don't even know what vignette means, if I'm being honest with you. I just know that it's when there's something on the screen. And, uh... Bo Dallas uh, impersonated his real-life brother, and it was fucking hilarious. Like, these guys are so fucking funny and so silly together, and I love... Curtis Axel has, like, the best uh, facial expressions, like his eyes. He just kills me. I think he's so funny. And uh, it's slapstick, and it's silly, and it's childish, but they're just... They're awesome. And uh, go check this out if you haven't seen it. It was very, very funny. We had uh, Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable. Jinder won with a Coloss, and he's doing the whole, like, Winds of Change. I thought the Winds of Change was going to build to something, something exciting. And it's just him being all kind of, like, zen again, so we'll have to see. But he just won. Uh, it was announced that there's going to be a five-way number one contenders match at Extreme Rules to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Roman told Kurt Angle that he wanted to be in the match, and he's the uncrowned champion, yada, yada, yada. Bobby Lashley came out and kind of staked his uh, his claim in this. And then the Revival conveniently came out, and they set up a tag match. But Revi- the Revival cut a promo about being the best tag team in the world, and Roman was actually super funny. I actually thought he was good here, and the best he's been on the mic in a little while. He wasn't corny. He wasn't over the top. He was just kind of a douchebag, like just a, kind of a, just a D-bag, and he, but in the right way, in kind of like a badass way, and he can back it up, or his character can back it up or whatever, so I thought that was funny. And I thought this was a pretty fun match. Uh, Roman said, like, you know, if Bob, Bob over here wants to learn a thing or two, you know, I'll show him, and I'll beat up the Revival, no problem. And the Lashley retaliated by hitting the spear, Roman's move, on one of the Revival's Revival members to get the win, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, showed a little bit of personality in Bobby Lashley, I guess. And I thought it was a fun match. It was kind of house showy, but it was fun. Uh, Mojo, Mojo Raleigh versus No Way Jose. I'm not sure who won. I think Mojo won. Uh, Elias cut a, a beautiful song chart-topping hit about wanting to be in the Extreme Rules match, even though he lost to Seth. But he didn't get interrupted, which was weird. But I liked it. And that led to the main event. And it was uh, Corporate Corbin versus, and um, Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor and Braun Strowman. And how much do they rely on Kevin Owens? Like I, I, I know I preach about this guy week in and week out, but I don't even think I realize it while I'm watching it. But he's just... He's always in multiple segments, and he's just the guy that can fill anything like he's like a utility player on a baseball team but with but with like the credentials of a star player you know what i mean like he's i don't know he's like an all-star player that can play multiple positions he's just awesome but uh corporate corbin pinned finn and that was raw um i thought the pacing of the show was good i thought it was fun i think seth losing the title was like a, a good surprise and i'm i'm surprised that they took the title off him but it's that whole kind of double-edged sword of it's better to take it off of him too soon than it is too late so i'm looking forward to see how, how the storylines kind of progress and play out and kind of uh how things shape out ahead of the extreme rules pay-per-view and, and looking ahead to SummerSlam. but i thought it was exciting i think the ronda rousey storyline is gonna be really interesting and i'm interested to see who becomes the number one contender so we'll have to wait and see uh so let's move on to smackdown live all right so let's talk about smack diddly down um it started i think 
with a page doing a weird teleprompter uh, news bulletin recap of Money in the Bank, and that was just fucking terrible. Uh, Carmella opened the show doing the exact same promo as Alexa Bliss, where she pretended to be a face and then healed it up. Uh, Ellsworth came out as Asuka and did a pretty good impersonation of her, if I do say so myself. And nobody was ready for Ellsworth, which is hilarious that he said that. He's such a fucking idiot in the best way. Uh, he said he was. He said Carmella was better than Beyonce. Asuka couldn't handle this. Came running to the ring, and Carmella super kicked her so that we're gonna get another one of these matches, I think. Uh, the Iconics impersonated, uh, I think Becky Lynch or some shit, and then Becky Lynch beat Billy Kay with a disarmor. Whatever. Uh, Jeff Hardy cut this backstage promo, and he was kind of willowish, kind of just like the charismatic enigma, but he gave us an awesome anatomy lesson, so I appreciate that from Professor Hardy. He told us that he can feel things in his epidermis, which I think is your outer layer of skin, and then your dermis is under it, I think. I'm going to have to ask Professor Hardy on that one. Um, and his skeletal system was wake. It was awesome. He went full Bill Nye, the science guy, on us. Uh, Shinsuke responded, he did like a backstage promo with Renee and it was fucking hilarious. He just, he's so awesome. And, uh, he basically responded saying he's going to kick Jeff's ass kind of if he crosses him again. And if you watch, he walks into his, his locker room and he's closing the door and you can barely see him in frame still. And he's still doing like the Shinsuke shuffle walk that he does to the ring. It was awesome. Uh, sanity finally made their debut and I had a problem with this and, and, they delay it for so long. It was like a. It was the biggest uh, anticipation since Emelina. And Sanity, this group that's supposed to be anti-establishment and crazy and unpredictable, and they're wacky. You don't know what they're gonna do. They have an announced scheduled match. They just come out and show up for the announced match, and they allow the other team to jump them. They, I mean, they got the upper hand, but the fuck? Why wouldn't you have them lay out the Usos when they're cutting a promo or, or the lights go out or anything? Their music hits. They have such a cool presence. Why would they just? conform to the man if they're, they're called sanity it made no sense uh furthering on that another nxt call up why isn't andrade san almost wrestling i understand sincara got hurt so you're delaying that but are you telling me this was the plan he's gonna have a long fucking program with sincara is this i don't understand like you have nothing else for him you couldn't shuffle plans wasn't this only gonna be a one or two week off you know like an off fucking feud just to get him going so now we just can't have him on tv it makes no sense uh we had the brothers versus the brothers again. Man, poor brothers, brother. You know what I'm saying? The uh, the Bludgeon Brothers beat the Good Brothers. Brother. Brother, brother. And then the main event, it was a gauntlet match. And it was uh, Daniel Bryan, Big E, Miz, Samoa Joe, and Rusev. And I thought this was booked perfectly. Uh, Daniel Bryan got rid of Big Cass. And quick note about that, actually, I'd, li I'd like to say. Uh, tell me Carmella uh, isn't where careers go to die. <laughs> Anyone she touches is is not the company anymore. Ellsworth got candies back now, but Big Cass, Enzo, man, stay the fuck away from Carmella. But it started off, it was Daniel Bryan versus Big E, and I thought this was a great match, uh, really, really fun. Daniel Bryan won with the flying knee, which was cool. Um, then it was Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe, and when Daniel Bryan was making his entrance... The uh, Bludgeon Brothers were still walking out, and they kind of stared him down, so he knew something was going to happen. thought that was a little interesting foreshadowing, but uh, Samoa Joe tried to beat the fuck out of Daniel Bryan or put him in the coquina clutch to choke him out so that he could get counted out, and Daniel Bryan did this, like, push-off kind of jujitsu escape flip thing and ran back into the ring, protected Joe, made Daniel Bryan look crafty. It was awesome. 
Bludgeon Brothers came and beat the fuck out of Daniel Bryan. Miz, like a weasel, comes down to the ring. Skull crushing finale. One, two, three. Bingo fucking bango. Then it was uh, Miz versus Rusev Day, and Rusev won. He made uh, the Miz tap out, and this was awesome. It, it maybe is a month or two too late. Like, he's definitely cooled off a bit, not to any fault of his own. But Rusev is going to face AJ Styles for the WWE Championship in 2018. Like, that's pretty cool. And I would have been happy with any of these guys winning. You know, Samoa Joe's great. Big E's fucking awesome. Any of the members of the New Day would have been cool if they were in this match. Um, yeah, man. Like, they're all just... SmackDown's got such a fucking awesome roster and such interesting matchups and for a long time like all the way until they do another shakeup like they have so many fresh matchups to do so that's really really exciting um at the end aj came out to kind of like acknowledge this was going to be his opponent they shook hands and aid english did like the shake your hand i'm too cool thing wipe his hair and <laughs> uh AJ Styles just punched him in the face, and I thought that was kind of peculiar. I don't know if they're teasing Aiden kind of pulling away from Rusev, which I don't necessarily think will be the right call. I think that they're a package deal, and they're funny. Rusev, for sure, is talented enough on his own, but I'm afraid Aiden English is going to fall to the wayside if he gets pulled away from Rusev. I like the idea of, of Aiden, Lana, and Rusev. Like, Rusev having, like, a really strong support team I think is cool. Like, you could play into he wasn't able to get over the hump beforehand out of the mid-card, but now that he found this great team around him, he's the total package. He's a big deal. I think that would be cool if they played that up. But this was a really good show, and the gauntlet match was fucking awesome. Like, that, if you like wrestling, if you like any ass, like, who wouldn't have liked this? There was good storytelling. It was good pacing. It was fresh matchups. We got to see Daniel Bryan versus Big E. Like, that was cool. You know what I mean? It was really, really fun. Really well booked. Made everyone... It, ha- it served a purpose. A lot of times there seems to be... Raw falls victim of this where within three hours. There's going to be filler matches. I understand that. But at least you can a lot of times see what they were going for. Like, the perp... Okay, this was to make this... To get this person over. Get this person over. To convey this story. This... Everyone can go somewhere from here. Samoa Joe can continue to be angry. You know, Big E can use us to learn from it. And and, and Miz is going to be fine because he's a weasel. He'll get he'll get back into things. Like, this was just good. This was a good way to make everyone look strong. Daniel Bryan looks like a warrior, the underdog. And this was great. I thought SmackDown was good. I thought Raw was good. I thought the Money in the Bank pay-per-view was good. NXT TakeOver was really good. This was just a fun week of wrestling. And anything beyond that is nitpicking. Um, definitely way more positive than negative, And I'm way more excited and optimistic about wrestling wwe anyway uh moving forward into the summer so with that i gotta go i've been derek you've been the baggers this is the money in the bag podcast i hope you guys have a great week and i will catch you all next week thank you as always for listening i appreciate you email me tweet tweet me skeet skeet me i'm out